0: Hallelujah. How many of you came for a real encounter with God? Sincerely, all right. Amen. I want to count this set of mentees highly privileged. Hallelujah. You know, because very soon we're going to de- decentralize. In fact, we've started decentralized mentorship or mentoring, and um, you have different representatives of Pastor Shango and Funke Obaje mentoring people on the same platform, but in different places at different times. Hallelujah. So I don't want you to count this opportunity a small one. It's indeed a huge opportunity. Praise the Lord. We've been looking at followership, right? We said a couple of things about followership by the Spirit of God that I want you to give heed to. There is no making of anyone in life and in destiny without followership. Followership is a kingdom principle for the making of men. Jesus said to his disciples, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So their making was in following Jesus not in following their own ideologies or doing things the way they seemed right. Or it seemed right to them. Followership makes for making, development, construction. Hallelujah. And we also said that the idea of. Um, saying that, okay, I follow only Jesus Christ, I don't follow anybody, is unscriptural. How many of us know that? Can you hear me at the back there? Good. You know, and we've seen that in scriptures. Paul said to the believers in Christ Jesus to follow him as he was following Christ. Hallelujah. So you see, there are people to follow. The Bible says to follow the faith of those who have taught us the word of God. It says follow their faith, considering the end of their conversation. What's the end of their conversation? The salvation of your soul. What does that mean? It means the hope of your salvation. That means it is through followership that we can reach the end. In the kingdom of God, we don't take a stroll. Amen. In the kingdom of God, we do not run aimlessly. In the kingdom, we follow. We follow those who through faith and patience have obtained the promises. We follow. So you see, church is a school. And everybody is expected to come to follow. You don't just come into the system and you're just, you know, standing aloof or floating in the air. No, you must get involved by following. Followership is what gets you into the flow of God's grace in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you come to church and you're just hanging in the air, floating, standing aloof, you can't get into the mainstream of what God is doing in the house. To get into the mainstream of what God is doing in the house, you must follow. And you have to do that consciously. Followership is not by coincidence. Followership is a conscious thing you have to do it by, you know consciously. you have to do it consciously. You have to do it deliberately. You have to do it meticulously, carefully, carefully, carefully. Amen. The twelve disciples were called by one master. How many masters? One. It was Jesus that called the 12 of them true or false. Good. But of the 12, there were some that did not really follow. All right. One did not follow at all. Maybe he began following you know at the beginning, but somehow along the line he went off course and stopped following you know him by the name of Judas right good and so what happened to him he fell by the wayside and his bishopric another took right because he didn't follow there was another one who did not really follow he was just you know he was tagging along you know tagging along is not following followership is not tagging along hello you know him thomas i remember no thomas i was asking myself where was thomas when jesus jesus appeared to his disciples the first time after i was raised from the dead where was he where was he what was more important to him than you know the other disciples in their gathering together why did he leave the other disciples what was he looking for so when they told him they had seen the Lord. He said it's a lie. He didn't see any Lord anywhere. Oh, until I see him with my physical eyes, all right, stretch forth my hand, thrust my hand to his side, and then thrust my hand into his hand and see the hole in his hand, I will not believe. It was a commitment. He committed himself to unbelief. Amen. Where was he? That's the question. For example, there are mentees here, all right, they have some other things more important than coming. For this joint mentoring class. Why? So whatever God does here now, you tell them, say, do you know there was a cloud of glory that appeared, and everybody was saying it's a lie until I see my own <laughs> You see know what I'm saying? <laughs> where was he? That was a question. <laughs> he was missing in action. He was absent where the manifestation was. So Jesus had to appear again the second time. And Jesus made sure he was <laughs> part of them. Jesus organized it. And then Jesus appeared. And then he said, Thomas, look at me. Stretch forth your hand. Touch my hand. Stretch forth your hand. Touch my side. All right? And then he said, oh, my Lord and my God. And he said, Thomas... Because you have seen me, (laughs) you have believed. But blessed are those who though haven't seen anything yet. They believe. The blessedness of faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I said amen. So my point is, your making and your participation in the grace of God, your partaking in that grace is a function of followership. If you don't follow, there is no inheritance for you. Inheritances are available to followers. In God's kingdom, inheritances are not just there for the taking of everybody. You must follow because it is the word of God that locates your inheritance to you. And if you can't find that word through followership, there's no inheritance. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 20 and verse 32. Paul, praying for the elders of the church of Ephesus at Miletus, told them when he was bidding them farewell, he was about to depart from them to another place for another missionary walk. He said, now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and then give you an inheritance amongst those who are sanctified. So, it is the word that gives you an inheritance. And now, how do you get it? The word is not in the air. All right? It's in the lips of men who have walked with God. And if you don't follow, you can't catch it. Amen? You can't catch it. And that's what allocates our inheritance to us. So, listen very carefully. You must follow. And it's important you follow. You know why you have to follow, right? And we've discussed what it means to follow right hello right can you follow somebody in your own opinion huh no that's not followership it's partnership you can't follow anybody with your own opinion retained when you follow the person's opinion that you are following becomes your opinion. Notice Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. He didn't say, follow me to a point and then stop. He says, follow me. Notice he said, follow me. Absolute statement. Follow me, keep following, keep following, keep following, and I will make you. I will make you fishers of man. So in followership, the opinion of your leader becomes your opinion. Or else there will be de-die-vision. When you have two visions running, that is what is known as what? Division. It's die-vision. That means he has one, I have another, hallelujah, and then there's problems. If you look at Timothy, Timothy did not have a mind of his own, so to speak. When I mean doesn't have a mind of his own, does not mean he can't think straight. All right, but you see, Paul's mind was his mind. They were like minded. So you see, in the ministry, Paul could recommend him that look, I know this guy has a mind like mine. And so we can reason together. Amen. If you are following and then the person you are following cannot recommend you, all right, you are a hireling, not a follower. Amen. There are some people who are around me who I can't send to minister (laughs) in my behalf or minister in my name (laughs) because I'm not sure what they will say there. (laughs) I'm not sure. I'm not against them, I like them, but <laughs> they may say some things that when people hear and say, Pastor, the person you sent, <laughs> the minister to us caused trouble. <laughs> Please don't send such a person again. And I have not had that kind of a report before because I will not send the wrong person. If you can't be referred, you can't be recommended by your mentor, you are not a follower. You're hanging around. And you see, it's possible to hang around for years. All right? Until when destiny shows up and stares you in the face, that's when you know that, what have I been doing with my life? Because when destiny shows up to a follower, you are ready. Because it's in followership that you are made. There are some things, if you ask Pastor Tayo and Pastor Lau, there are some things they have learned, not because we sat sat them down and then began to teach them, this is humility, this is this, this is that. Through followership, they learn amen if i give an instruction if he's not clear on that instruction or about instruction he asks questions but i don't give instructions twice in followership you learn to listen with rapt attention all right nobody will teach you that that's okay this is how to listen with rapt attention (laughs) let me tell you something look up please i don't care the number of books you read as good as it is you know reading books (laughs) I don't care the number of books you read. I don't care the number of tapes you listen to. If you don't follow, there are some things you will never know. Hello? It's in following. There are not things that you, you can teach. Even if you teach them to people, they will not understand. Because it's Spirit It's something you have caught through following. Amen? It's important to listen to tapes... It's important to read books. There's nothing wrong with that, all right? But that is no substitute for followership. Praise God. And true followership entails serving or service. When I say service, you see, whosoever you are following, there must be something you are doing for that person, all right, from your heart, That brings you to a place of correct positioning to receive. Amen. It's important. Hallelujah. Very important. Hebrews 7.7. What does it say? Without controversy. That means you can't fight it. Just leave it the way it is. That's the truth. Without controversy contradiction or controversy the less is blessed of the better, Right? If you don't position yourself to serve, alright, the blessing upon the one you're following, your mentor cannot come upon you. And let me tell you something, look up please Before God can commit to your care true riches of the kingdom of God you must have proven yourself or proved yourself faithful in little things Did you hear that? I trust God. I know Him because God is faithful. If you are not faithful, forget it. You'll be on the level you are. Nobody can change it. But when you are faithful, God moves you to the next level. Are we together? Yeah. Promotion doesn't come from the west, not from the east, not from the south. Notice it didn't say it It doesn't come from the north, because God dwells in the north side of Zion, because that's where it comes from all right he says god is the judge let's not say judge he sets up one puts down another why when a man is set up and he does not measure up to god's expectation he's put down the of a sin you have been weighed and found wanting so your kingdom is taken away from you and given to someone who is called your neighbor People always have neighbors that can take their place when they are not faithful in what God has called them to do. Ask Saul, he will tell you. When Saul began to misbehave, David became his neighbor better than him. Himself, rather. Hallelujah. (laughs) So, you see, faithfulness, all those basic things that make you stable in God's kingdom. There are some things you must know that give, give, give you the footing that footing in the kingdom of God, you are solid. If you see men that are standing today and for the past 20, 30, 45 years they've been standing and they're still standing. (laughs) Boy, they're standing on something that's enduring. You see men appear on the scene and fizzle out in no time. Alright? They didn't learn some basics. And that's what mentoring, followership, delivers into your hand so you don't appear and fizzle out in no time. Why? Because that's not God's dream for you. Amen? It's important you follow. Very important. Very important. I saw a young man, alright, a pastor, sleeping around with church members, and slept with different ladies. And then someone was complaining, look at this bastard, blah, 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 and all that. I said, who, who, is, who is he following? Who, who is his mentor? You see people who just read books and listen to tapes, but they are not submitted to nobody. It's dangerous. And their mentors are always far away from them. They can't reach... <laughs> they can't reach their mentors their mentors can't reach them i don't know <laughs> when you have mentors that just <laughs> you can't wait here your mentor life <laughs> mentor lord have mercy amen and then you see all sorts will begin to happen for someone who has been well trained <laughs> by the grace of god there are some things people that have been well trained they can't smell those things let alone eat them <laughs> you understand you can't go near them it's we have not so learned christ in our training and our upbringing in the lord the, there was no such thing so we're not used to it it's strange and today is sincere. those people that are causing troubles in the body of christ don't have mentors they're not submitted to anybody true or false yeah go and watch go and make your research all right you see they cause troubles I heard there's some one someone is now he started teaching some people in his house that mentorship is unscriptural, tithing is unscriptural, you know, giving is unscriptural, and then began to teach all sorts of terrible things. Amen. Now he's not submitted to anybody, neither is he submitted to the Lord Jesus, but he professes to submit to the Lord Jesus. They are unruly people. He says, mark those who cause trouble. Mark them. It's not marking them for excellence. Mark them. They are for probation. Mark them. Mark them. Mark. Because they've not been mentored. They've not been taught. They're not following anybody. They are too big to follow. And that's why they are too small to be, to be important. It's, it's pride. With a religious tag on it. You know pride. You make it sound holy. <laughs> I follow the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus. I follow no man. Hallelujah. All right. And then the Lord himself, when he appears, he, he can't even recognize him. Doesn't even know him. See? Praise the Lord. so it's important you follow. all right if you're born again and you're not following in the house, though you're not a bastard, but you will act like a bastard. It's first like <laughs> <laughs> what is the big deal there? They do things, and when you call them to order, they feel like, ah, is it, is it? What is the thing? What have I done? <laughs> Are you not in the flow? <laughs> Don't you know what up there is up there, or out there? <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Lift up your right hand and say, I am not a bastard. <laughs> I'm a legitimate child of God. <laughs> I'm a follower. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Follow. He saw when we went for Holy Ghost Convention and then Bishop said to do something. I was standing. He had to tell me to sit down. He said, Pastor sit down. Pastor Baji, sit down. He said, it's my, it's my order. sit down. <laughs> I can't sit down. Amen. When my mentor is saying something, sit down to do what? Sit down. I stand up. Hallelujah. You know, he said to do something and all that. He made light open style. After, immediately after the service, I ran there. I was there until he came and gave the next order. Amen so let me quickly share these things with you that will bless you but i believe you've learned a couple of things right yes, sir. now notice what was the bane of saul the son of kish the first king of israel or was his wahala hmm? what caused the trouble for him did he have a mentor yes he had who was his mentor? Samuel. Prophet Samuel was his mentor. He had someone in front of him who was willing, praying. Do you know, Samuel was praying for Saul until God said, Stop. I don't want to hear any prayer again. Leave this man alone. I found someone else. But he was still praying. So he had a mentor that was committed to him, but was not committed to his mentor. And you know that, you see, Saul never followed Samuel. Every instruction Samuel gives Saul in the name of the Lord, Saul disobeyed. Why? Because, you see, when you get to a point, you think wisdom is personal. All right? is what God has to do. It's a personal wisdom. It's a personal revelation. You know, and all that. And it's not a revelation you can share with other people because it's a personal revelation. Watch out, the devil has been talking to you. You better cast him out and get him out of your way. Because there is no prophecy or interpretation of God's prophetic word that is private. God may speak to you specifically, that notwithstanding, but you see, that specific revelation can be shared. People can understand it because people who have the Spirit of God knows when the Spirit of God is speaking. Someone says, mm. and another person says, ah, why not take some more time to be? no? this is you see the road of destiny is meant for loners. I'm a soloist. Hallelujah. You know, and you say, What is that? And then another person says, Sister, brother, why not consider this thing again? No, don't talk to me. I've heard from heaven, I don't hear from men. I take orders from God. Hallelujah. out of the mouth of two or more witnesses, every word shall be established. Even when God speaks to you, all right? Look for witnesses, godly witnesses in men who have the Spirit of God and who know the Spirit of God, who have been walking with the Spirit of God. Amen? Saul didn't follow. That was his challenge. Not that he didn't have anybody to follow or to have followed, but he did not follow. He just did not follow. He chose not to follow. Amen. Now, most of the time, when you think by not following, you'll be followed or have followers. All right? It's a matter of time. They will soon leave you alone. Followers, follow followers. TG. <laughs> followers, follow followers. <laughs> and true leadership is, for, is in followership. Not in bossing people around. When you follow, people will follow you. And then everybody's following, and Jesus is the great leader, the bishop of our souls. And then everybody is following him. Hallelujah. Are we together? So let me quickly give you how to follow. John Chapter Ten and Verse Twenty Seven, John Ten Twenty Seven, it says, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me my sheep hear what my voice and I know them and what follow me they hear my voice so they are following me by my voice they hear I know them and then they follow you follow by heeding instructions give heed to instructions. When you begin to rebel against instructions of your mentor, alright, the very moment you start rebelling, you are no longer following. My sheep hear what? My voice. And I know them and they follow me. So by my voice, they follow. By heeding my voice, giving heed to my voice they follow me followership by instruction you see let me tell you something until you begin to see instruction as life you cannot truly follow for example i say let's stand up i remember something happened during the holy ghost convention bishop stood and said wait a minute it was about the closing time Said, wait a minute all right let's worship god and all that some people didn't answer some people at the back they left they had accidents nobody died but they had accidents why you see the spirit of followership says pastor says wait for a minute nobody should go you cancel the appointment that you have or postpone it or reschedule it immediately. Instruction is life. Instruction of your mentor takes priority over your schedule, personal schedule. Did you hear that? Very important. Some people will not heed instructions because it's not in line with their schedule. You are not in partnership with your mentor. You are, you are, you are to submit to him. What does that mean? You are to yield yourself to him. That's what the Bible teaches us. Amen. That's what the Bible teaches us. Look at Hebrews chapter thirteen. Let me show you in scripture so that you just feel like ah, can I submit myself to him? Ah, we submit to the word, submit to the spirit, submit to Jesus. <laughs> Look at the word. Of God. Amen. Can you display that scripture for us please? Can you Hebrews 13 and verse 7 please. Thank you. Look at what the Bible says. It says get ready to display verse 17 of that same chapter please. Get ready. Remember them which have the ro- rule over you. That means there are people who have the rule over you. Notice it didn't say who just lead you. They have the rule over you by divine setting. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 28, God has set some in the church. It is a divine setting. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 40, it says, let all things be done decently and in order. That means you cannot do things in order except you submit to God ordained authority. There is no order without authority. If there is no authority structure set up in a place, disorderliness will be the order of the day. So what guarantees order is what? Authority. And for you to be orderly, you submit to authority. Having ascended on high, let captives to captives get gifts to men. And then he gives to, for some men to be apostles and some evangelists, prophets and some evangelists pastors and teachers for the work of the ministry. There are people that God has set in the house that you have to submit to. So the Bible says there are people who have the rule over you. Amen. It says remember them. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God. It says whose faith follow. You see that? Considering the end of their conversation. Look at verse 17 now. Can we read verse 17 together if you can read from, can you see it from from the rear? If you can't, just look, look into your Bible. All right. Hebrews 13 and verse 17. What does it say? One, two, three. Let's go. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. You see that? You see that? Submit yourselves. It says to obey them and it says submit yourselves. What does that mean? What does it mean to submit yourself? You see, obedience is different from agreement. Obedience can be likened to submission, but it is not agreement. Look up, please. If you're going to Lagos, huh, you want to go to Lagos, and then I'm going to Lagos as well, and I say, let's go to Lagos together. Yeah! <laughs> you know, that means it tallies with what you want. It's, that's agreement, that's not obedience, Yeah, glory to God. In fact, anywhere you want to go in Lagos, (laughs) I'll be there with you. Now, submission is this. Look up. You are not going to Lagos, and you don't want to go to Lagos. And I say to you, let's go to Lagos. Now, you don't want to go to Lagos, naturally speaking, but your mentor says, let's go to Lagos. All right? Yeah, Lagos we go. That means you adjust your schedule immediately. Now, listen to me. Jesus told fishermen who had their own profession, they were doing fine. They had families to maintain. He told them, He called them out of their profession. Follow me. That means everywhere I go, you just follow me. Follow in my steps. Do what I do. Say what I say. Think what I think. Go where I go. Amen. He called them out of their routines. He called them out of their comfort zones. He called them out of their usuals. And then he called them to himself to be with him. Hallelujah. Did you get that? So he says, Submit yourselves, of course, to them. That's what the Bible says. Obey. Notice he says to obey them, right? Obey them that have the rule over you. They are not oppressors. They are not monarchs of wickedness. But they are tough to release grace through your life. Because you see some people, if they leave you on the same level you are now, without proper mentoring, you cannot fulfill destiny. You need a push. How many of us know, if you leave everybody here in OEU who are students, You can write your exams at any time, T. You may go to class, you may not. (laughs) Write tests at any time you like (laughs) Some people, (laughs) they will never graduate. (laughs) Because they won't write nothing. (laughs) And that's why the most important ingredient in any school is discipline. Take discipline out of any school or institution. It becomes a social gathering. So discipline push out that potential in you, you will begin to discover, ah, so I can do more. Ah, I didn't know until I was stretched. And that's what followership offers you. Stretching. And everybody has muscles. You know that? But not everybody is muscular. <laughs> the difference between those who are muscular and those who have muscles is use. The love use. See? So, under followership or through followership, you will be stretched to do that which is not convenient. Nobody develops by doing the convenient. If you want to live the convenient life and just stay within your comfort zone, you can never fulfill destiny that way. You must be stretched, you must be pulled out of your comfort zone. Someone must look you in the eye and talk to you. Sometimes you cry and rediscover yourself that, oh, And much more than this. Some people don't want to cry at all. Everybody wants to say this this is something that mentor is too harsh. He says the way he was talking to me. He was talking to me. 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 When they talk to you and you feel it was you (laughs) that was talked to. (laughs) It shows that (laughs) that you need some transformation. Be not conformed to this world, but be what transformed. How? Think differently. Hallelujah! So you see, you see what it says: it "says Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves." See, and then the Bible tells us, "Go on." It says, "For they watch for your souls." They, you see, mentorship. is hard work. Mentoring people is hard work. You have to pray for them regularly. You have to give them instructions. Amen. I give instructions sometimes some people listen to this. There are some people who send me text messages. They must pray one hour every day. Either they like it or not. That's fine, isn't it? Yeah. It's not convenient. In tongues. And if I don't see their text messages, I call them up. What happened yesterday? You didn't pray. All right. um, I was kind of busy and all that. You're praying two hours today. Your mentor would. You see, your mentor can be on the same level with you. Reasoning on the same level with you. All right. That's your friend, not your mentor. He must be above you to jack you up. So you say eh's is in me. I said I couldn't pray. I "Kale, please don't pray throughout this week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the both of you are deceiving each other. <laughs> you say, Well alright, lay hands on it. Command the pain to go. <laughs> and because of that you need to pray more. So, this night, you praying two hours instead of one. <laughs> That's a mentor. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> if he's on Zoom, the you know, and then you're in sympathy. There's a difference between compassion and sympathy. <laughs> if somebody is sympathetic, you know, with you, the person does not mind staying on the same level with you, the both of you will be there. The pain you're suffering will continue. And the person will suffer pain too alongside. That's sympathy. But compassion will feel the pain and pull you out of it. Amen. I remember a woman who lost her husband and then was in so much pain, began to look for friends, widow friends. Right, and then the mentor called her and said, Break relationship with everybody. You know, that's kind of painful. That okay, if you have a widow friend, you know, at least you can feel your pains together and then and all that. But you see, that pain will continue forever. To start life afresh, you must find someone who is married so that married again, maybe remarried, if even if you're not getting married again, all right, find someone who is happy, not depressed. A company of depressed people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a serious case. Of... <laughs> Association of depressed people. <laughs> you see, when you have a challenge, <laughs> don't look for someone who has the same challenge who is going through it. <laughs> look for someone who has overcome it. <laughs> that's, that's someone you need. <laughs> So your mentor is not going to say, well, he will feel the pain. It's not like it's harsh and, oh, sorry, I know that. <clears throat> Let me pray for you. In Jesus' name, then prayer and all that. Now you'll continue your prayer or I don't stop. In fact, this is, you have to continue. And I'm jacking it up from one hour to one hour, 30 minutes. For someone who does not understand mentorship you feel like, rather go to that other one that always pats me in the back. All right. Mentors do that, but not for so long. Or long, rather. Not for long. Why? Because if we keep patting people in the back again and again and again, nobody will grow, nobody will develop, nobody will change levels. If I keep giving you reasons why you should remain the way you are, then you want to be the way you are. You don't want to grow. You don't want to develop. I must challenge you. The earth can never be productive if you leave it the way it is. It will grow weed. You must challenge it. You break the earth. You plow it. Break it it and put seed into it and then but if you leave it no no don't trouble. you know this person has gone through so much all right doesn't have a dad doesn't have a mom she's a widow i mean um, an orphan you know and this and that and then let's leave her the way she is mm. Amen. I remember a lady. My wife was speaking with her and said some things to her. She began to cry. Alright, so she came to me seeking solace. And uh, mommy talked to me and all that. and, And I said, So I was asking her, How did you see it? and she said that was too harsh and all that okay so i said well i think she was really nice <laughs> and when i said my own i don't talk too long but just two three or sentences this is a bombshell hit her back back and <laughs> she stood up and said mommy is better <laughs> <laughs> amen i said amen. amen your mentor challenges you did you hear that in followership you are challenged you're almost done with one assignment, another one comes, and then another one climbs on it, another one climbs on it, and then it's like, oh God, all right? At that time, you're learning to be a person that can multitask. You see, never see any challenge that your mentor gives you as a burden. See it as a gym. It's a place to build muscles, to grow, to develop. You're learning to be proactive you're learning to multitask and then all of a sudden you are in your career you are a married woman a wife to a man mother to children boss at work and then you are doing everything excellently well people wonder where did she get that from followership So instruction is life. Did you get that? Take instructions with utmost seriousness. Amen? I said amen? Hallelujah. I was teaching someone, you know, I said, I want a cup of coffee. Make me a cup of coffee. So he made a cup of coffee, brought the coffee. All right. I said, you should have asked me, this is not how to make a cup of coffee. You don't make coffee for me you pour hot water in there and then you pour the coffee milk and everything and then you bring it to me he's wrong all right don't make tea behind people <laughs> make it before them amen <laughs> it's important you don't know how they want it so you say, ah, i'm sorry i just feel i needed to <laughs> i understand instruction Okay, how do you want it, sir? You see, when you are, you become an excellent person if you treasure instructions. It's not that, go and buy me bread. You just run there. Buy a geeky bread. It's not a geeky bread I want. It's also the bread. (laughs) You know? A loaf of bread, all right, sliced, All right, what type? White, brown, wheat. You see, you are excellent. People look at you and say, Boy, this guy is, is an excellent person. He will be my manager, he will manage my resources for me. Someone like Joseph, excellent man. In mentoring and in followership, you learn to give careful heed to instructions. That's how to follow. Listen. Don't do what is in your heart and don't interpret the instructions of your mentor in your understanding. Interpret it in his own understanding. You mean this? All right, thank you. Pastor has learned that. <laughs> Amen. If I give you an instruction, he <laughs> must ask for details. How is this, Is this, this, this? this. And if I give an instruction twice, he knows discipline will follow immediately. Don't spare your mentees. They'll be spoiled if you spare them. Amen? Doesn't mean you're not merciful. But you see, it's when I'm hard on you, when you can feel my weight. If you can carry my weight, you have have developed. Because when I discipline you, I come on you, I descend on you, everything that I am, all right i descend on you if you can bear it and without grudging without k- taking offense <laughs> <You admit. clears throat> hallelujah so you follow instructions is that okay You obey instructions. You know what it means to obey? That means you yield your will to what your mentor has said. It may not be convenient, it may not always be convenient. Learn it in life, all right? Don't always expect everything will be convenient. That's a mirage, wake up. Life is not like that. At times, things are said to you that are not convenient. That's what makes it mentoring. That's what makes it followership. That means you have to follow. Even when your flesh is saying, Oh, no, 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 no. I can't take this anymore. I can't take this anymore. And all that. And then you go beyond the limit of your flesh. It's called long-suffering. You become persistent and stable on the inside. There are people like that. They are stable. Very stable, very dependable. God can commit things to their hand. and You see, God beat his chest concerning Abraham. He says, I know him. He's going to command his children after him to take to the instructions that I've given him. I know him. Praise the Lord. are times, it's agreement because that's what you're thinking about. There are times it has to be submission that's not what you're thinking about all right but you have come to trust your mentor listen Rikif, look up if you don't trust your mentor all right you're in doubt as to his integrity as to his legitimacy to be your mentor <laughs> beloved is either you get out of that mentoring or ask god to help your mind your mindset Hello, <clears throat> it's important because I cannot mentor you without trust. If you are in doubt, and <laughs> pastor says, "Okay, um, wait, I want to get engaged." Okay, wait. Why not wait? He said, mm. "All the correct brothers, they will now find sisters, and then they now leave me." So you continue. And, ah, person, sorry. This is is my season. This is my time. It's my set time. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. It takes trust to follow. You you have to... You see, if you don't trust him, you feel like... "Hmm, (laughs) He doesn't know what I'm going through. But you have to trust. Now, how does trust come? Trust says... This man knows better. This man sees better. Though I may not or might not see what he's saying, but I know what he's saying is in my interest, is for my good. I will follow. Are we together? It takes trust. That's why I told you I said, look, I can't pass anybody who doesn't trust me. All right. Brethren, we are praying tomorrow. For what? what? <laughs> you see, why you see people questioning instructions, they are out of trust. So, trust... <clears throat> And let me tell you something, you may be vast, alright, than your mentor in that you have read a lot of things, alright, but you cannot be more experienced than your mentor. Because you see, your mentor is someone who has gone ahead of you, he has taken God's word and he has used the word of God and he's in the know experientially as to what the word of God says how it works you may know a lot of scriptures and you can quote you know hundred scriptures per minute all right does not mean <laughs> you know more than your mentor that's a mistake of young people amen you can quote John three sixteen. he can manifest it do you understand i'm trying to say and so there's something to learn from such a person than just head knowledge it's beautiful to quote scriptures i love it i love to quote scriptures i quote a lot of scriptures and i still want to quote scriptures and i'll keep quoting scriptures amen (laughs) but the point is what makes him your mentor all right is that experience of god's word that he has acquired, he sees ahead beyond your own horizon, and he can take you to the next level effortlessly. Did you get that? But for you to move to the next level yourself, you will exert energy. But effortlessly, he will tell you, do this, do this, do that, and get back to me. He knows what he's saying, he's not confused. If you can't trust your mentor, don't follow him. In fact, you can't even follow. <clears throat> amen. I said amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Instruction number two, or the number two way to follow you follow by emulation. Let me say this, all right? Copycats are criticized out there in the world because they feel, well, the copycat, the copycat, you know, likes to copy, 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 copy. In the kingdom of God, all right, all we do is copy and paste He's, asked, He's not wrong. Did you hear that? <laughs> someone says, Jesus said, Follow me. You know what it means? Copy and paste me. And <laughs> that's all. <laughs> when someone says, Well, wouldn't that erase your individuality and personality? What about the fact that you are just a person, different and unique, called with a specific assignment? <laughs> Alright, mentoring does not erase your assignment, your personal assignment. It enhances it. Alright, but you see, let me tell you something. Except you don't believe in the way you were trained educationally or when you were growing up, everybody did copy and paste. Two of us. Alright? Some of us, when we started saying A for Apple, We hadn't seen an apple before, (laughs) before that time. A for apple, B for ball, C for cat. Some of us saw pictures of apples but never saw real apples (laughs) until we were 15, 16, (laughs) real apples. (laughs) sincerely. You copied and pasted and now you are someone who is creative and all that, but the baseline, the foundation was copy and paste you can read and write now and talk and speak queen's english all right but you copied and pasted while we're going on true or false yeah you see the same thing in christianity when you come into the house you copy and paste and then as you get to a point you now begin to see the dynamism of it all right does not erase your personality it's not cloning all right is making so you will emulate see if, if you come to the house and then you've been praying like this <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and then, past seven comes. In. Let's pray. Zinabahato, he cut And then you feel like I ah, don't pray that well. All right, you can follow. You copy and paste to start with. Later on, you now you know when you get to a point, you now you're now praying. Oh, Bosha. You now you know. But start copying and pasting to start with. Le kaparasate When they are jumping, you two start jumping. You're... You may not understand why they are jumping. Jump first, with time. time. Alright, you'll now be jumping with understanding. You see, these things, before you can find your own bearing, you understand, you must follow other people's bearings. It's called followership. Amen. Mm-hmm. Even English language, we had to listen to other people. You see the way they use us to. In fact, nonetheless, <laughs> you know, remember nonetheless. <laughs> and then you are speaking with your friend, nonetheless, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, even when it wasn't relevant, <laughs> you still put it there. Then, much later, you know, it's not all the time you say, nonetheless, nonetheless. <laughs> you know, for some of us, when we started learning to speak, it's as in, <laughs> as in. You know, you know like, it's not Islam slang, as in. <laughs> but with time, you know, it's not every time it's as in, as in you know. <laughs> I mean, of course, I didn't say in before. <laughs> you did not say it. You never said it. As in, you know, as in, oh, my, that lady, very, as in, ah. <laughs> so I said, what are you saying? Pastor, I'm <laughs> <So, laughs> Amen. <laughs> Second Timothy, very quickly, chapter 3 and verse 10. <laughs> It says, but thou hast fully known my doctrine. You've known fully my doctrine. Man of life, you see that? Purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience. Go on. Persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord Delivered me. You've fully known my doctrine. How? By emulation. Listen, emulate, copy and paste. Control C and Control V. John 12 and verse 26. If any man serve me let him what follow me and where I am there also my servant will be if any man serve me him will my father honor where I am my servant will be all right where I am my servant will be control c control v copy Even Jesus Christ was a follower to the core. John 12, 49. <clears throat> you know, Jesus Christ never spoke any word of his own will. I'm of us know what I'm saying. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is a follower. Jesus is a follower. How can you not follow? Look at Jesus. <clears throat> For I have not spoken of myself. Do you see that? He says, but the father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. Do you see that? So everything he said was the commandment of the father. He heard, copied, and then he pasted, he said. Amen. Amen. Told you you cannot preach your mentor's message verbatim with time or yeah, verbatim. Everything, memorize the whole thing, (laughs) say the way he said it. All right, with time, if you preach it like thrice or four times, you see, you now begin to see a personal revelation. All right, not different from your mentors, but you know, unique to your personality and your way of saying things. And then when you preach it the fifth or sixth time, it will be so powerful. That even your mentor will look and say, Where did you get that from? Sir, from your messenger. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, the Holy Spirit, Jesus said when he comes, he will not speak of himself. Whatsoever he hears, he will see. He will not speak of himself. Hate to speak of yourself. People who speak of themselves all together, by themselves, for themselves, around themselves, in themselves, over themselves, make a very small package. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Amen. If you copy yourself and paste yourself, you can never go beyond yourself. But if you copy someone else, all right, and paste that person, you're extending yourself in a beautiful way, indirectly. When Jesus spoke of the Father, he did the works of the Father. When the Holy Spirit came and spoke of Jesus, through us, he's doing the works of Jesus. Who you extend matters. It determines the extent to which you can go in life. Hallelujah. How many of us got that? So, how to follow? Number one, give heed, utmost heed, to instruction. My son, he said, Proverbs 4 and verse 20, attend, attend to my words. Give heed to my instructions, he said. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from thine heart. Keep them in the, from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life. Life. They are life. Instructions are life. They are life to those who find them. And health to all their flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. Remember a man was sharing his testimony. Those Spirit woke him up. Don't sleep tonight. Pray all through the night. He said, For what? <laughs> when he woke up the following morning, his mouth was twisted towards the left, the left hand side. <laughs> he was on the mountain for seven days before his mouth could be restored, <laughs> praying and fasting all night. <laughs> The Holy Spirit of God said, don't sleep. You you know instruction. You don't play with it. Your mentor calls you and says, are you praying tonight? No, I don't have any um, plan to pray. I prayed in the afternoon. Prayed three hours tonight. Oh, all right. See, you know what? I told you agreement is different or was different or is different from submission, right? What's agreement? You like it. It's already in your will to do it. So someone else is saying it, probably higher. Your mentor says, wow, yeah, that's right. Praise God. I love that. And that submission is, it's not in your mind, in your will to do it. But you know the person that is saying it is not an oppressor. He's not trying to flex his muscles over you. He's not trying to prove a point with your life. You have come to trust his leadership and mentorship. And he says, we are praying tonight. You cancel every other thing and pray. Amen. Instruction. In fact, in mentoring, this is how you know people who are following. Those who are taking to instructions. Those who have their own minds who are Democrats. Democrats. In, in, in the church setting. all right, You see Democrats and Republicans. <laughs> Watch, mark them. They are not following. If they have been promoted to a level, they must remain there. It's a principle. If you take them higher, the system will collapse. One of the three or four things that make the earth re- react Angrily is when a servant is promoted to a place of honor. Amen. Who ought to be serving. If you honor people more than their worth and due, all right, you kill them faster than their time. Don't do that. Anybody who is not following must remain on that level, cannot go beyond it. Did you hear that? You keep encouraging the person until the person begins to follow. And if the person stays on that level and is not following, his bishopric another will take. It is permitted. Judah didn't follow. Somebody else took his bishopric. True or false? Yeah. Did. You see, it does not matter whether the person is your son. All right, I have three boys. If they will come into the ministry, they will come into the ministry through followership. <clears throat> Did you hear me? Uh, I don't want to have any Absalom. Amen. You must come through followership, not a. Hold the mic. To do what? <laughs> to do what? Where? The people holding the (laughs) mic are they holding the mic did they hold the mic that way they will follow and it will be glaring to all that this person is a man of honor there's no free promotion anywhere you must follow your your way up did you hear that you follow your will. <clears throat> Amen. Instruction. Number two. Emulation. Amen. Yes. Control C, control V. Start. Don't say, well, um, I don't even know how to talk. Because you have not copied and pasted. You you should know how to talk. Well, you have a lot of mentors talking in the house. (laughs) Amen. Copy and paste. You talk. And then with time, you now find your own right way of talking. Is that okay? Say, I don't even know how to dress. Dress. (laughs) Copy and paste. (laughs) Praise God. And then you find your footing. I don't even know how to sing. Just copy and paste. <laughs> Memorize the usual songs uh, your mentor sings. <laughs> sing it the same way. You can use the same words. Praise in the Lord. Amen. With time, you find your own path. Either tenor or You open. Copy and paste. Amen. <clears throat> With time. It will be better and better as you keep following. Can someone say amen to that? And then lastly, Lastly, number three way to follow is to catch the spirit of your mentor through keen observation. keen observation look beyond the surface why does it do what he does you know sometimes a lot of people don't know when i come and i want to teach god's word sometimes i just go straight i teach sometimes i have to take time worship and some people wonder "Ah." Why not just go straight to the Word and just tell us the Word and just fire us up and, you know? Amen. Why does He do what He does? Keen observation. Before He started worshiping, how was the atmosphere? When He was done worshiping, what became of the atmosphere? And what was the energy of the Word? It became easier to get into the hearts of people. Amen. You see, when you, 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 why does he do what he does? And that comes through keen observation. You remember Elijah and Elisha? When Elisha came and said, well, sir, I need a double portion of your spirit, the spirit that is upon you. And then Elijah said, well, you've asked for a difficult thing. <laughs> when you see me, when I'm being taken away, your request will be granted. And the man was following, Elisha followed meticulously, carefully, studiously, until he saw him. My father, my father. The chariot of Israel and his horsemen thereof. And the man to fail Amen. Beyond physical observation. The chariots, the chariots of fire that came for Elijah were not physical chariots True of us. Elijah was not caught up to heaven physically like Jesus levitated and the cloud of glory carried him. He disappeared. So that means to have seen the disappearing or disappearance and then the chariots of fire, all right, that man by the name of Elisha must have been observing keenly. Spiritually, there was a keen spiritual observation. Are we together? Keen, 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 keen. (laughs) One time, something happened. I was done ministering here, I think it was during a Bible study. Oh boy, I didn't act like the anointing was really strong on me, but it was strong. My bones, I could literally hear this, the sound, deep down. The power of God was strong on me, but I, I managed, you know. I was sitting laughing and just looking. But there was a lady in church who saw it. Pastor Bumi, Pastor Tunde Adebi, his wife. All right, Pastor Bumi Adebi. When I sat down, she was sitting somewhere around that area under the gallery. She just ran. She did not even mind the protocol. She just ran in my direction and knelt down. and said, I've seen something. Please, sir, lay your hands on me. I said, who told you? <laughs> she was the only one. She caught it. And I laid my hands on her. I knew she caught something. She was observing In a very keen manner. Amen. You have to come to church with your spirit. (laughs) Did you get that? Don't leave your spirit at home. On your way to church. No. (laughs) Come to church with your spirit. Be involved. Be involved. So that you can catch things. It's called keen observation. Keen observation. They saw Jesus while he was praying. He was praying. And they knew, sincerely, these people that had been with Jesus, they knew that anytime this man prays, something changes in him, on him, and around him. Teach us to pray, they said. You know, for some other mentors, I (laughs) just... It's just, it's just him to pray. You know, it's just, he just prays, you know. <laughs> Give me my food. <laughs> but they saw him praying and said, Master, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. And let me say this to you. There are some things in your mentor that you will never know until they say them to you. And they will not say them in public. But you have to design some things so you could hear them. Amen. Notice, look at at the Apostle Paul when he wrote the epistle to the Corinthians, I mean, believers at Corinth. Note what he said. He said, when I came, I wanted to speak to you as unto spiritual, but I could not. Well, I had to speak to you as unto babes. Right? That means he had a lot of things. What you see in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, all right, <laughs> It's just a tip of the iceberg of what God had put in the Apostle Paul. Notice there were some things he learned that were too difficult for mouth to utter. Notice Jesus knew who was going to betray him, right? He did not mention him to anybody until they asked him. True or false? He didn't say it. All right. Questions like this. Sir, do you think I'm ready for ministry where I am? I know I'm ready. What do you think? (laughs) Ah well you're getting ready. But to hear the truth, (laughs) you know, you have to let, be in a position where your mentor can tell you the truth. Observe. Then he can tell you, you're not ready. Yet. Listen, that you're not ready for ministry does not mean you can't minister under the supervision of another. We are not ready to do ministry on your own, standing alone. There's a level of readiness If God has called you to do that anyway, there's a level of readiness. Are we together? Keen observation. Observe. 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 Some people just come to JLT. Why do we shout in JLT? You know, sometimes people come, ah, they make noise in that church. Boy, it's a church, a bunch of (laughs) noisemakers. They shout a lot there. Maybe because they are a lot of young people. <laughs> Look at you. It's, it's not youth exuberance. Alright? We shout for a purpose. I won't tell you why we shout, but you should observe. You <laughs> may ask, why do we shout? <laughs> We shout for a purpose. Why? Hmm. Hallelujah. (laughs) I've thought on this before why we shout. But not wasn't titled "Why are We Shout in Jail." I can't title a message that way. But <laughs> well, you know, it's just like a sandwich. I just give it to you, you know, two slices of bread, and then sandwich it with that revelation. Praise God! All right, have you learned something? I will entertain five people to ask questions, and then we'll close because of time. Hallelujah. <clears throat> five, just five. So if you have a question in line with what we have learned, you may raise your hand above your head. Just five. One, two, three, four, five. So please, can you be upstanding with five questionnaires? All right, let's start from uh, can you come forward, please? This direction, please. All right, so th- the first person. Thank you very much, sir, for the word. All right. Um, I would like to ask a question in line with the third. Um, and points, catching the spirit of your mentor through keen spiritual observation. For example, if, um, in a service now, one perceives something spiritually about the mentor, what is the best way to um, respond to it? Well, basically, the best way is, you see, perception is time bound or time based. Alright? That means, there's a way to see by time. If you see something at that moment and you don't respond to it at that moment, all right, if it sleeps by you, it's gone. So that means at that time, it may be to sow a seed, it may be to do whatever it is, the Spirit of God, I don't know what you have seen. Sometimes your mental may not be aware, like the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus was not aware she was in need. I mean, physical awareness. She did not come to Jesus to explain her case to Jesus that this what I've been going through for the past, you know, so so number of years, twelve years. She didn't do that. But you see, she had perceived Jesus as the Anointed One, and she came behind the press, touched the hem of His garment, and then. She was made whole. Jesus, knowing Himself that virtue had gone out of Him, said, Who touched me? So you see, it may even be a perception that you may not even have to come to your mentor physically, all right? And you just say, I step into that. All right? Praise God. And then you step into it. Because you see, every man will be rewarded for his or her keen spiritual observation in church. If you stir up yourself to observe keenly in a spiritual way, God will reward you. If somebody else doesn't see anything in it, then he or she has his own reward too of not having anything. You know, so it's important you respond to it correctly. Number one, it may be to sow a seed. Number two, It may be to say something and interact with that. Number three, it may be to adjust to it in terms of attitude. Maybe you've not been taking his words seriously to a particular degree or in a particular degree. And then you respond immediately, I begin to listen with rapt attention. You know? So it depends on what it takes to interact with your perception at that moment. And the spirit of God is the spirit of instruction. He will tell you what to do. For example... I told the last Holy Ghost Convention before they just concluded one. All right, we were there. I perceived an anointing for prosperity. I said, Lord, this is what I can see here. How do I respond to it? He said, show your car. And I give it away immediately. And since then, that day, things changed financially. I've been prospering big time. One of these days, I'll share my testimonies with you. Amen. <laughs> Some of you, <laughs> when I share my testimonies... <laughs> My testimonies are a big testimony. (laughs) You you raise up your hands and thank God. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, did you get that? The Spirit of God will instruct you as to what to do to interact with that perception that you just received. But you see, you must open your spirit. Go to church with your spirit. Is that okay? It's important. Glory to God. Did you get that? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Yeah, I want to ask like two in one question. Can you? Sp- I want you to be bold. Come on. All right. Speak into the mic and be bold. All right, sir. Yeah. Um. How can you actually serve your your mentor without bugging him? For example, you said um, you instructed someone to get a coffee, like. If the person is too inquisitive, sir, how do I do this? How do I, like, how can you actually serve your mentor without really bugging him, asking too many questions? Yes, sir. Well, it's simple, all right. A cup of coffee, all right. How do you want it? You know, and then let him explain. I think that's just one question. How? He may say many things in response to that question, that one question, but I don't think one question is bugging. How do you want it, sir? It's simple, right? (laughs) That's fine. So you see, if you're not sure how he wants it, all right, bring the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) and put it there. It's very simple. (laughs) You understand? You see, there's a way to ask one major question that is all encompassing. And that's the wisdom of a mentee. Don't ask too many questions, just one question. The Bible says wisdom is principal, it's the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. In all that, getting, get what? Understanding. Ask principal questions. For example, sir, all right, with your experience in ministry, what are the major reasons? Ministers fail to fulfill their God-given ministries or destinies or callings. You've asked a major question. He can tell you 100 things, all right, in response to just one question. You may go to your mentor and ask just two questions, just two. How do you dress? How do you sleep? How do you breathe? And those are irrelevant questions. You You see, you can observe. There are some questions you don't ask observation, you you can get the answer. Alright, but some questions, he has to say some things. So, ask the major questions. Amen? It's simple. Did you get that? God bless you. Alright, and then see, whatever is in your mind, be bold. Say it. If you are not right, you'll be corrected. Right, ask the question again. Bold, Come on, give him the mic. Ask that question again. Be bored. Yes, Sir, uh, How can you relate with your mentor without bugging him? Good. Let's clap for him. <laughs> <laughs> be bold. Don't be afraid. Say what is in your mind. If you have, need to be corrected, you'll be corrected. Is that okay? All right? But don't, don't sink in while talking. Talk. All right? Praise God. Yes. yes sir. Thank you very much, sir, for the series of teachings. I have just two questions, sir. Good. The first one, talking about the first how to follow, giving e to instructions. In a situation whereby you've gotten, let's say, like two months interval, an instruction from a mentor to do something, and then two months later, probably in another direction, maybe today the person says go right, and tomorrow go, go left. How do you respond? And is it right to ask why the change of direction? Secondly, sir, I-, I want more explanation on keen observation, specifically like how specific key steps as to how I can keenly observe. Good. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you. The first one, um, it depends on the level of relationship you have with your mentor. All right, mentors don't change mentors. Mentors. <laughs> Mentors, all right. I, I don't mean someone who is just flexing. There are some people, <laughs> Lord have mercy, <laughs> who call themselves mentors who have complexes. It's, 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 it's painful, but it, it happens. Is that okay? Mentors, you understand? All right. They change instructions. You see, you should know that, look, this is my mentor. I've come to trust him. If you are in doubt as to why he said that, or you are confused, all right, you may ask questions. There's nothing wrong with that, all right. But don't come to a point you feel like this person is just bossing me around because he's my mentor. He's do this, don't do that. No mentors don't behave that way. True mentors. Is that okay? How many times have I given you specific instructions apart from you know serving with me, and how many times have I given you? It's, it's not like, yes, stand up. to They're moving around. Mentors don't do such things. It's not, it's not, it's not, mentors don't do that. They don't do that at all. <laughs> all right? But you see, a mentor you have come to trust, when an instruction comes, all right, don't take it lightly. Even when you don't understand it, all right, that there are some instructions, they come with urgency. Alright, respond first and then you understand later. It says by faith we understand. Faith is acting on the word. When you act on the word, you now understand why you actually acted on the word. <laughs> Do you understand? By faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. So you see, it's not um, you're in doubt and you feel like this person shouldn't be your mentor. Why is he bossing you around and all that? Then there's something wrong somewhere, fundamentally wrong. And you have to deal with that thing before you can, you know, go ahead with your mentor. That's one. The second one, keen observation. You're coming for a meeting where your mentor will be ministering or you want to meet your mentor. Don't meet your mentor casually. Pray. Meditate. What is this meeting to me? And where must it take me? It's simple. I must change level by that meeting. And so you are praying you are meditating the spirit of god is giving you specific instructions all right things to do how to hear how to listen and then you realize that you attend that meeting and you hear differently people are hearing one thing you are hearing another do you you understand that Uh uh-huh so The king, prepare for every meeting with your mentor. General, personal, private, public, any meeting, prepare. All right? Did you get that? Good, thank you yes the next thank you sir yeah um so why the um is the question i want to ask right now i think she asked it all right i want to ask it all the same good like what how do you keenly observe spiritually without falling into error that's what i wanted to ask okay without falling 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 into into error into error well like assumptions well um well the, the thing is there are no assumptions in the spirit Assumptions are always in the minds of people. It's in the realm of the soul. In the realm of the spirit, there are only absolutes. It's either you're getting it right or you're not getting it right. All right? Assumptions is in the realm of mind. It could be this, it could be that. When you perceive things spiritually, you may make mistakes to start with because of the strength of your soul over time. All right? But you see, if you keep at it by practice. All right, if you come to your mentor, don't let it be a personal thing that is this is my own personal. Share it. When you share it with him, then he can say, mm, that wasn't right. And when you are corrected, all right, be humble to take to corrections. Don't be dogged. All right, I think that dogged should have been gooted. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> all right you know in ignorance don't be dogged in ignorance be dogged in knowledge and in faith hallelujah (laughs) did you get that so share it you know and then you're corrected and then look at it open up you see let me say something to you if you see your mentor on the same level with you all right every time he says something you are always arguing with him. But when you see him, you know, above you, that's perception. When he says something, all right, even if you want to clarify it, you go to the word and look in God's word and clarify that instruction. It's not like you have an issue that that cannot be right. It's not right. You're not fighting it. You go to the word and resolve it and then you see it and say, oh, he was right. Do you do understand you know what I'm trying to say? So the point here is not, you know, arguing with him. So my point is, open up your spirit to receive whatever your mentor is saying to you. And see it in the light of God's word. If you have any question, ask him. If you're not sure as to, whatever it is he's saying, you can search the word. You can be brilliant enough. There's nothing wrong with that. Praise God. Have I answered your question? Good. Thank you. The last person. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, my question is, how do you strike a balance between following your mentor and your parents, though they are born again too, and maybe not as ex- experienced as your mentor? How do you strike the balance? It's very simple. Your parents are not your mentor. Both of them are born again, so it's simple. Who are you supposed to follow? (laughs) Your parents or your mentor? Eh? Your mentor. So, the thing is, your parents could also be your mentor. It's possible. Now, if your parents are saying something, marry this person, and then you perceive that it's not right and then your mentor is saying it's not we don't think it's right for you to marry that person you know it yourself you don't say well i have to follow my parents and then you get married to the wrong person you see so the point is follow your mentor honor your parents Jesus Christ was not the biological father of all his disciples. But he said, follow me and I'll make you. <laughs> he was not the oldest biologically or chronologically. <laughs> but they followed him. Peter was older than Jesus, physically speaking. <laughs> all right? He bowed to him and said, master. Not to his, his father was there when Jesus told him, You follow me. (laughs) He left his father and mother and followed. (laughs) So you see, honor your parents. Is that okay? (laughs) Follow your mentors. God bless you. (laughs) Did you get that?